When people start talking about health stuff, it can be pretty easy to find yourself just nodding along, even when there are bits that you don't really understand. And that's what this podcast is all about, simplifying the way we talk about healthcare so that we don't need a medical degree to find out about and understand the services that are available to us to help us stay healthy. For example, there might have been a time when you thought you knew what being mindful was, but does mindfulness have a new meaning now? And if so, how can being mindful help our health? Hi, Penny Terry here. In this episode of Health Speak, I took some time to find out what mindfulness means today while I took in the views with mindfulness teacher and clinical psychologist Miranda. This must be a pretty nice place to be mindful. Oh, it is. I can come and just sit and look at the view and... Yeah. It's funny when we use the word mindfulness because... Back in the day, your mum used to say, now just be mindful of the people around you. But of course, it's got a, a different meaning now. It's kind of the same, but but different. What's yeah. the best way you describe it? Yeah. Well, look, the most common sort of definition that, that we use in the courses that we teach, actually, um, is that it's just paying attention in a particular way, as your mum said, in the present moment. So what's going on right now around and inside us. Really mindfulness that the way that we sort of teach it is about how to be non-reactive to the judgments that's going on to the unpleasant um, sensations in our body maybe from chronic pain or stress because as humans we try to get away from all of that and try to avoid it block it out so actually training our attention helps us to stay with it a little bit to be able to learn to tolerate things a little bit more to also maybe understand how we actually might be getting in our own way and making it worse inadvertently. What do you mean by that? What's the conversation I'm having in my head if I'm doing mindfulness well? Yeah. <laughs> so actually the beautiful thing is that there's no right or wrong. So I guess when we're being mindful in a difficult moment, we're really aware of what's going on in our body and also being aware of our mind as well. So for example, if I've got maybe some chronic lower back pain and I'm, I'm really noticing that, it can be really common that we get caught up in oh god I hate this and I just wish it would go away and why can't anyone do anything about it and and that actually just you know is a very normal human reaction but when we get too caught up in that it can make us feel worse and maybe even lead to depression and um, and we really get trapped in into that and not really aware of what else is going on in our body or around us so being mindful would be about actually how is my pain right now what is it that I need to do to take care of it because sometimes I might be able to push through and continue with the task sometimes I might need to take some pain relief sometimes have a rest sometimes you know there's many ways we can take care of our body and the more we tune in into it and are able to tolerate that, then we're able to take care of it better and also notice when our mind is making things worse. That idea of um, I just need to do something else and get my mind off it, I mean, is that is that mindfulness in a little bit of a way? Well, sometimes if it's a deliberate choice that we yeah that we don't want to have our attention there. So, for example, if um if uh, in the in the mornings I'm thinking I notice myself walking fast. Um, on the way to work or around the hallways and thinking, oh my God, how am I going to get everything done and blah, 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 blah. And then I might notice that, so I'm, I'm aware. And then I might choose to be a bit non-reactive to that. It's actually not very helpful, so I'm going to place my attention somewhere else. So that letting go of unhelpfulness and placing our attention somewhere else is actually really helpful. 
who who needs to be mindful? <laughs> who should be learning this stuff? Oh, look, I, I of course think everybody, everybody should. Yeah, but there is, I think, these days because it's it has become a bit of a buzz that people do sometimes see it as a bit of a panacea for all things, and it's actually not. Um, sometimes we get requests from workplaces to run sessions for their staff, but actually when you dig a little deeper, maybe things in the organisation need to change. We can't just mindfulness everything away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even if you if you want to do a um, a course or, or learn mindfulness through uh, with a one on one psychologist or something, even then sometimes there's other things that might need to happen first. So if you've got some really serious stuff going on, then there might be other ways to uh, just get a bit of a handle on things um, before you practice mindfulness. A word that often gets used, whether it's yoga, meditation, mindfulness, is practice. How much do you literally need to practice every day? Um, how much time does it take to either go to one of these courses and then do your homework? Yeah, that's a great question. And the research is still a little bit undecided as to how much we should practice. But there's two sort of different ways that we practice. So there's a formal practice where you might actually just sit still and pay attention to your breath or you might listen to a guided track. And 10 minutes a day is enough to have a significant change in your life. So it's like lifting weights. The, the more you do it, the bigger your muscle gets. Absolutely it is. But about half an hour is what we recommend in this course because we know that that actually changes the structure even of your brain, let alone how you feel, which is pretty cool. But you know what? Even paying attention to one breath is better than none and being as present in your life. So just that that's what it's really all about, just being present and having your attention where you want it to be as many moments of your day as you can is also being mindful. One of the things that my earliest introduction to mindfulness was, was somebody said, when you're in the shower in the morning, just feel the shower on your back rather than the 17,000 things that you're about to do that day. I mean, is there, is there an easy tip that you give people that they could do hopefully if they're not driving, um, but right now while they're listening to this? Yeah, absolutely. Feel your feet on the ground, feel your butt on the chair or whatever it is that you're doing. Just make some contact through your senses with your life and just be as present in it as possible. Is there one thing that annoys you that people get wrong about mindfulness altogether, that, that is just a myth, it's wrong? Yeah, I think most people think it's relaxation, um, but it's actually a lot, it's a bit harder work than that. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Because if you really want to make a change, it's also being non-reactive and really learning about yourself, which is sometimes uncomfortable, but mostly good. And that's where the power of it is. That's the power to be in charge of our lives. What's the most common reason people come to mindfulness or start to use mindfulness? Stress. Yeah. So... Actually, some of the first th things that we do is uh, start to pay attention to our breath and our body. So the minute actually that we pay attention to our breath and start to just feel the breath, then that actually s regulates us as well. So regulation's not all not the same as relaxation. It can feel relaxing, but regulation is able to sort of have some clarity amidst the storm. So even when in a really stressful moment, if we can connect with our breath and that can be a bit of a circuit breaker to then have some clarity in that situation. And also then over time, we, we teach practices around cueing into the body so that we can pick up early warning signs of stress. You know, we sometimes hold tension in our jaw or our shoulders and it creeps up on us without noticing it the more we practice paying attention to our body means that we can pick that up earlier and then do something about it 
I don't know what you're saying because I was concentrating on my breath. <laughs> I'm only kidding. But I think that must happen when people are listening, that they're suddenly going onto their breath. And does that happen for you when you are leading someone through a, a mindfulness session? Yeah, definitely. And um, teacher, good teachers, I think, actually lead from experience. So we're doing it at the same time as, as talking. Because, yeah, we wander off all the time and that's normal. Um, Ruby Wax, a British comedian, talks about um, mindfulness as taming the brain. And I think that's such an apt description. You've already mentioned your training. I know there are apps. Uh, you mentioned one-on-one. H- how do you actually do it? How do you get started in mindfulness? Yeah, yeah. So um, there are lots of ways you can learn mindfulness. And some people get great benefit from apps. But other people just need a little bit of guidance. So they go, oh, but my mind's not stopping or I'm falling asleep and all of those really common things that happen when we practice so so we might need a little bit of guidance or a bit of coaching around that so we can get that through um sort of one-on-one support like maybe through a psychologist maybe with a referral from a mental health practitioner if you have some anxiety or depression or um through an an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction or mindfulness-based cognitive therapy course and they're actually offered free for adults um who who meet that sort of criteria that's a really educational group a really empowering way you don't need to talk so much about your stuff it's about learning how mindfulness might be helpful in your life how did you get into this um as a clinical psychologist I started to notice the research coming through the journals etc that I was reading and through my own personal yoga practice I know that I knew that that made me feel better particularly the mindfulness sort of meditation as part of that but I didn't really know why so that helped me make sense of it and I felt really inclined to sort of give the mindfulness a go and learn more about it do some training in it and what I love about it is it really is about helping us to uncover our own selves and just get out of our own way rather than actually having to fix something about ourselves or change anything. It's just about yeah, living the best life that we have available to us. Is there, is there one particular person or example that you can tell me about that is a really good way to explain what people can get from mindfulness, particularly in a pre- preventative sense? Mm. Oh, there's so many stories that stick in my head, really, and so many different experiences. But one of the people that I keep coming back to is that there was a fellow in a course a few years ago, and I knew that he had some depression and, and really struggled at times, but he didn't uh, want to disclose, I think, just how bad it had been for him at times. And he came along to the whole eight weeks of the course and he never said a thing to anybody really the whole time. He did tell me when I asked that he was practising and he kept coming so he was finding it useful but he didn't really want to go into any details or even participate in any group discussion. That's fine, people can do that in a course. But the very last day he... Um, when I invited people to just say even one word about how the course was for them, he said that it saved his life. And that was incredibly powerful. Got the goosebumps. Mm. Do, you, do you get that feeling often in your work? Yeah, I do. I feel very privileged to um, hear people's stories and to maybe offer something that might be a bit useful. It's been so nice talking to you today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Could some mindfulness training help you or someone you know? As Miranda says, there are different ways that work for different people, from a free training program like the program Miranda runs through Mindfulness Programs Australasia, 
Or you can search online and download an app right now or ask your GP about a referral for some one-on-one support. I'll put some info and links in the show notes. Thank you for your attention today. But if your mind did wander, just go back and listen again. In fact, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, we'd love for you to subscribe and then take a wander through all of them and meet the different health people that you might just need in your life one day. This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government. 